This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, we wrap up our divisional previews here at the NFL on our Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Brady Cannon, Randy McKay, who's been with us uh, all of the way. Today we look at the AFC West. Well, Kansas City has dominated. How about uh, seven straight divisional titles? The Chiefs are minus 182 to win the, uh, win the division. That's not it. Favorite to win the Super Bowl at 60-1. to Favorite to win the AFC at uh, plus 340. Favorite to win the most games. At five to one, Mahomes is a favorite to be the MVP, and uh, Kelsey is second choice to have the most receiving tech TDs at ten to one. Andy Reid has never gone under for a win total. Their win total is at eleven and a half minus one thirty four to the over. What you know, Randy McKay trying to break that streak. Well, I'll get to that. But Brady, uh, your first thoughts uh, on the Super Bowl champs. Well, I, I think it's kind of similar to last year. This team hasn't changed a whole lot. They have certainly added some nice pieces. Everybody thought, you know, that it was going to have a negative effect losing Tyree Kill last year. That didn't matter at all. Um, one area of concern, maybe a little bit, is Travis Kelsey's now 34 years old, and he, I think there's a good chance that he could slip a, just a little bit, still be a great tight end, but is he going to be as dominant as he's been for the last three or four years, it seems? Uh, the offensive line should be improved. Uh, the pass rush should be improved if they can sign Chris Jones. Um, the running game is not very good, and stopping the run has always been a weakness for this Kansas City Chiefs team. And, and their schedule, it's kind of interesting to note, their schedule gets, it's very difficult this year. They have the fifth hardest schedule in the league, but most importantly, they face a lot of teams with much better rushing attacks. And I think teams get into this mindset that they really have to chuck the ball around the yard and light up the scoreboard in order to keep up with Mahomes. But the recipe to knock off Kansas City really might be running the football. And this year we'll see. They play a tougher schedule and a tougher schedule of rushing offenses. They also have the third worst rest advantage in the NFL. They had some good fortune on close games, too. Five and two in uh, field goal games, seven and three in one-score games. They were plus 29 in sack margins, seventh in fumble luck. Uh, There are some reasons to believe that this uh, Chiefs team could slip a little bit this year. Uh, Will they win the division for an eighth consecutive season now? Um, First of all, I don't want to lay, you know, minus 182, nearly $2 on that. Um, But what, you know, keeps you coming back for Kansas City is they do have the best quarterback and best head coach combination in the league. and, And that can always take them a long way. Um, Like I say, I don't think they're that much unchanged this year. There are some areas that should improve. There are some areas that could regress. Um, But I'm not going to bet them to win the division. I haven't played against them on that opening night, even though I lean a little bit with Detroit. Haven't done anything with the Chiefs so far. A little bit of a wait and see on this team for me. I would lean towards them regressing a little bit off of what they did last year. I don't think they're going to go win the Super Bowl again. Kansas City is 
a public team. Okay, that that's yeah. obvious. Okay, um, not only are you know they're very good, but they have a certain you know flair about them, and it starts with Mahomes. I, I mean that, that that's obvious. I mean I I I think that these lines have been inflated. Um, and the the other thing that I can't get over one, I can't believe Mahomes was able to play after that injury, and Amazing. two, how in the hell did he play at that level? You know, with that injury, so. You know, a lot of times at the end of the Kansas City games, I'm cursing at the TV so because I'm just keep waiting for them to kind of, you know, calm down a little bit. Randy, what gives you the confidence? Because my hands burned enough, brother. What gives you the confidence that uh, an Andy, Andy Reid team in Kansas City, and he had a lot of win totals over at Philadelphia, by the way, too. He lost some, but still a big winning percentage. Why do you like the under 11.5 on their win total? Yeah, and Andy Reid has improved as a head coach in my rankings. He used to be kind of, you know, this wishy-washy type guy, kind of like McCarthy a little bit there. But uh, he's improved with the analytics, uh, gotten a little smarter to go for it rather than kicking field goals all the time. He's got a decent cabinet, too, with, uh, you know, Nagy takes over for Biennemi, and then you got Spagnola's been a very good coach for many years on the defensive end. Their offensive line, I still got rated number four, even though they've lost some guys. What I don't like is this Donovan Smith comes over from Tampa Bay and he takes over for Orlando Brown. We remember Donovan Smith with the Buccaneers last year. Tom Brady was mad at him quite a bit last year at left tackle, giving up a lot of a lot of sacks. And uh, I don't know if that's an up. That might be something. But Mahomes, of course, is a mobile quarterback and get out of the things that Brady couldn't. Uh, they're, they're, Pacheco did prove to be a good uh, running back and uh, – they're going to probably have to lean on the running game because I do not like their wide receivers. And of course, they lean on Kelsey a lot, but their wide receivers are pretty pedestrian. They do have Sky Moore, who might improve in his second year. You know, the big question I have here is with this Chris Jones as well on the defensive line. If he holds out, this team is going to be a sieve on defense and teams are going to be able to ball control them. And I did see one scheduling spot that I didn't send over. I see now. On 12-18, they play against New England. At New England, they're supposed to be a touchdown favorite. Yeah, good luck with that on a Monday night football going into Foxborough and uh, trying to cover that number. Remember the Chiefs last year, losing record against the spread, even though they had a winning record. They're, they're, they uh, lost like three or four more games against the spread than they did win. So, uh, you know, that that's where the numbers come and tell. I still, you know, I still think they'll probably win a – Get if they get to their max eleven, in my opinion, they'll still probably win the division because I'm not real sold on the other teams. We got the Chargering, we got the uh, you never know what you get in Denver, and never and the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll come up with them later. So uh, you know, I still see this team winning the division, but uh, they're gonna play. The, you know, and that's another thing they do too. They they seem like they want to get in these uh, close games and give themselves a chance. You know, they play down to teams. We see that against Houston. They had to beat them in overtime. So that's another thing that I really don't like about this team sometimes. But uh, you can get a little scared of them. But uh, I think there's a lot of value against them most of the time. I did I did fail to mention, though, there was a, there was a – a long stretch was it two seasons ago where they won but they were the worst team in the league uh, against the spread I mean yeah it seems like they can get a little cutesy sometimes and just kind of keep a team hanging around 
uh, and it is uh, is definitely made those covers. That's interesting you say about that about Andy Reid because you're you're right, Randy. Before they had that double digit comeback against the 49ers in the Super Bowl, you know Andy Reid lost a lot of playoff games as a as a favorite. You know, including back to Philadelphia, where they lost Tampa Bay, Carolina at home, out in the desert as a favorite against Arizona before they finally beat Atlanta to go to that uh, that Super Bowl. So it's interesting how, but he's, man, look, you can't nail, man, that the model of consistency. I mean, he, he's pretty, pretty damn uh, impressive. Chargering, where you want to start? The, the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't have a whole lot of fans uh, in uh, in L.A., but uh, and they've got some talent. How about the the, the the my favorite case of Chargering? I think ESPN did a uh, a column on it too and documented all of their uh, their tough losses at home as uh, favorites in the playoffs against the Jets and the Patriots when they were the number one seed. How about total number one in total offense and total defense and not making it to the playoffs? We know about some of the Anthony Lynn and the Staley uh, decisions. And Justin Herbert, man, he's just he just kind of keeps you wanting more. But, man, give him a coach and a sideline that's going to utilize him uh, properly. They do make a switch at offensive coordinator. They're 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 10th choice, 13-1 to 1 to win the AFC. That's 6-1. to 1. Herbert MVP, maybe 12-1. to 1. I could uh, take a swing uh, on that. Brandon Staley, coach of the year at 25 to 1. Bosa, defensive player of the year, 33 to 1 is tempting. Went totals nine and a half, uh, Brady. The char- is, is it sim- systematic uh, with this organization? Well, you know, I think they're very similar to the 49ers where it just seems like year in and year out they have awful injury luck. And and we saw it happen again last year. Um, And it's kind of the same tune that we're singing every year. If they can ever stay healthy, they've got, you know, they're as good as anyone. And, And it's probably the case again this year. You talked about the change at offensive coordinator. I think that's a big upgrade uh, with Kellen Moore uh, replacing Joe Lombardi there. And and with Justin Herbert, I mean, is this guy as good as Patrick Mahomes? He might be. I mean, I, I think this kid is really good, but Lombardi held him back. He made him throw a lot of short passes, and hopefully Kellen Moore will get him throwing the ball downfield more because we know how this kid can sling it. He's got fantastic wide receivers. Um, the defense is, again, very, very good, very good-looking on paper if they can stay healthy. The offensive line is very, very good if they can stay healthy. I think the running game is decent. Um, they do have a very difficult schedule and a poor rest advantage. Also, they did pretty well in close games last year, five and three in field goal games, seven and five in one score games. That could turn a little bit, plus five in turnover margin, and just plus one in sack margin. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, Joey Bosa being injured, also Rashawn Slater on their offensive line being injured. So it, it kind of all goes back to health. If this, if this lineup is healthy, uh, it's kind of a murderer's row. Um, I think it's also about offensive play calling. I think that really held them back uh, in Justin Herbert's first couple years or so. And if Kellen Moore can do a better job on that and this team stays healthy, they're they're a pretty darn good team and could make some noise this year. Yeah, they're they're a tease. I, I agree with everything you said, Brady, about the injuries in the state of luck, and it's a huge factor in teams that uh, you know have better than expected years and and worse. But and the NFL is so good at this. Week eighteen, game seventeen, they schedule the games and stagger them to where you cannot compromise. They, they you don't know the you have to play out. 
They want to try and keep the matchups to where one team that doesn't get a result ahead of time, and then maybe they get to sit their players. The NFL screwed up. And then the Chargers and Brandon Staley just, just refused to acknowledge it and still played Mike Williams in a nothing game. They're still going to Jacksonville. That's inexcusable. So, I mean, that's – I, everybody in the damn building knows the damn score, you know, the earlier game. So you got the result. It's so unusual, and you still just like no, you know, like it, like it never happened. Uh, Randy, your thoughts uh, on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers win total nine and a half? Yeah, nothing for me there. Can they bounce back after the losing a twenty-seven point lead or whatever it was against Jacksonville too? Yep. You know. We got to factor that in. Some of these teams will have that kind of loss, and next year probably isn't that good. But uh, they get back a lot of their good players. They're, uh, you know, of course, we talked about Moore and Herbert. Uh, their offensive line, I got ranked number nine. They get back, uh, you know, Slater and Lindsley are two really good players for them, and they were kind of banged up last year. And can they run the ball? You know, they should be able to run the ball some with Eckler and Kelly and keep that. And then, of course, they got elite wide receivers and they even drafted one that could be really good in this Quentin Johnson. So uh, maybe look at some rookie of the year stuff for him. If the other two aren't playing and you know, that, that them other two, they're week to week, whether they're playing, you know, <laughs> if they're in there. So uh, take a look at that Staley, you know, in his third year, what kind of coach is he? Is he going to be this aggressive go for it? Or is he going to be like last year where he's kicking more field goals all of a sudden, which uh, actually helped me in a couple spots where he, uh, covered some numbers that I, I was on the Chargers, but, uh, but uh, I didn't really agree with what he was doing. Uh, their defensive line is a little concerned. They give up a lot of rush per play. Yeah, so uh, hopefully they get a little stouter against the run, but they do have Bosa. They do have uh, uh, Khalil Mack as well, who's you know kind of coming to his tail end of his career. And they're very good at the D-back spots there with Jackson, Samuel, and Derwin James. They get an early buy, so we can wait and see on this team, see how they're doing into the buy. If they're like three and one, you know, looking good, you can maybe look at an over. Or if, if you feel like they're too banged up or something going goofy, you can go under. So uh, you got a spot there in week five. No scheduling spots for me. Oh, they do have one scheduling spot. Excuse me. When we talked about earlier, I like Buffalo against them. It's in between. It was on uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, they play the Raiders the week before, and they play at Denver the week after. So uh, that could be a spot where they're looking to play some division opponents. And, of course, this team doesn't factor in on a home field, you know, maybe one point or a half no. point most most of them ranking. So that's another thing you gotta you got to kind of downgrade them. They always look like a sexy pick, and, you know, a lot of people get wrapped into taking them. And this is a spot where it's just a wait and see for this team for me. I've spent a lot of summers in San Diego, man. It's that's that's unfortunate that they could not uh, strike a deal because they they supported that team, but it's not going to happen uh, in Los Angeles, at least not in the near future. Over time, maybe so. And you're right about Quentin Johnson because that, that that's the thing. It's not just luck because Bosa, uh, Michael Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, these guys are always fighting injuries, so this is nothing new. You know, it's not so. Those are impact guys that year after year, like you said, it's almost week to week uh, with those guys. And, and Brandon Staley, I want to ask you, Brady, 21, there's no doubt. He was 1 to 32. He was all the way the most extreme approach. We're going for it, going for it, going for it. Even an hour ahead of Kansas City, 
okay, it's borderline. We can probably a little reach to go for it. Get a five-yard pre-snap penalty and still go for it. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then he flips. I mean, a 180. Did he, did he hear the noise? Did he hear the criticism? Or did he get called in from up top and they said, hey, man, enough's enough with this. I, something had to happen because he flipped. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, he completely changed. And, you know, you're, you're right. He either heard something from up top. He heard the he was reading the newspapers, whatever it was. Um, because you're also correct in saying that he was number one off the charts. And go, I mean, Justin Herbert talked about it. He's like, I, I know every time I go out there on offense, I've got four downs. And uh, I tell you what, it was really stupid, some of the stuff he did. You might like, you know, going for it on fourth down all the time rather than kicking field goals, but he absolutely cost him te- his team some games when he got overly aggressive. I, I think he embraced the analytics too much. And then he backed off so much in the second year that there were points where, okay, Staley, you know, you've done this before. You should go for it here on fourth down. And yeah, he's got to find a happy medium. Uh, And, you know, we can talk this on a macro level. I just don't understand why the coach doesn't have, you know, some math whiz sitting there by his side that they're paying, you know, who got, you know, how many hundreds of thousands a year or whatever to just sit there and, hey, here's what you should do here, coach. And certainly there are some situations where going for it on fourth down is the wise move. There are other times when it's not. And and Staley's really got to find that balance because he's been he's been to one extreme to the other in just two years. Uh, no doubt. Look, I'm a math guy and I'm a big believer in analytics and it kind of aggravates me how analytics uh, over time has gotten, uh, you know, to where it means go for it. No, it means percentage play. Yeah. And there's sometimes you go for it is the percentage play and sometimes it is not the percentage play. And also your analytics prepare you for the game. What's happening in the game? How the game is played? It's funny. You don't pull Clayton Kershaw out in the World Series game one when he's throwing 74 pitches. I mean, you don't do it when he's on a one hitter. So, Jimmy, um, it's kind of a good point that you make because it's like handicapping. There might be a guy that has a math model and all they do is marry themselves to the analytics. Well, there's also situations and and we're dealing with humans here. So like you said, maybe you prepare yourself with the analytics. You have to be cognizant of them, but there's also situational football when it's not always the right move. Guy might be one for 20, but if he's hit three, you know, three bombs, I mean, he's not the guy that you thought he was uh, pre before the game. And, you know, some games play as defensive games. Some play as, you know, you have no – some teams have been on – like the end of the game, the, the game, the Chargers, and I know I digress, but the, char- the playoff game, the Chargers-Jacksonville. Well, that comeback, that Chargers defense was spent. They had no legs left. They were done. I mean, it was just a matter of time if Jacksonville was – if if the Chargers could run the clock out. And that, that's a perfect example last year, too. Wait a minute. this What are you doing? You're attempting a field goal to make a one-possession game a one-possession game? <laughs> a touchdown beat you either way? What has happened? You know, so it was bizarre. All right, here's the one. Here's my favorite one, uh, it, mostly in the uh, NFL. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos. Super Bowl 50-1. to 1. Did you? 
boy, I feel, I feel sorry for if you don't like your uh, family around Christmas time because this team forced us to spend time with our family because they were awful on Christmas Day against the Los Angeles Rams. Twinning AFC, 10th uh, choice, 10th choice, 28 to 1. Russell Wilson, MVP, 35 to 1. Sean Payton, coach of the year, second choice. It tells me, I mean, they just, okay, um, eight and a half is the, uh, the the win total for the Denver Broncos. Certainly an upgrade uh, at uh, at coach, but uh, hmm, they've uh, looked less than impressive during the preseason. Doesn't matter, Brady. Well, I tell you what, obviously they're set up pretty well to bounce back. Uh, you bring in Sean Payton, Russell Wilson can't be much worse. The offense can't be much worse. Um, they've also had some things in the past three seasons as far as injury luck that have gone against them. Then you look at some of the other numbers, minus one in turnover margin, minus 27 in sack margin, two and five in field goal games, four and nine in one score games. All that should turn around. Now, are, are they going to be a great team? I don't think so. I think they're probably above average at best, but they ought to absolutely improve from what they did last year. The offensive line is good. I think the running game will be pretty solid. They've got Javante Williams. He was another guy that was really high on my list and got injured, I think, in the second game or something like that last year. They also bring in Samaj P. Ryan, who's a good option uh, as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Jerry Judy, we know, is really, really good. The problem is he doesn't have much else around him. Um, Secondary is very, very good. Defense, I think, will be solid. We saw how good they were last year. Um, but like I say, I believe overall it's a pretty average team, but just given how down they were last year, I think they've got to come up uh, with at least a few things they've done in the offseason. And of the four teams in the division, they still have a pretty tough schedule, 10th, hardest, uh, 10th most difficult schedule in the NFL, but it is the easiest in the AFC West division. So I think they've got just so many things kind of going their way they're, they're not going to be as bad as they were last year, but no, I don't think they're going to win the division. Maybe nine wins. Let's, let's give them nine wins and throw a party. Randy, your thoughts on the Denver Broncos? Yeah, it's, it's going to be right around that nine wins. Of course, they get the upgrade there with Peyton. I always had Peyton about a top five coach, uh, even when he was at uh, New Orleans and uh, did some good things there. We'll turn around the whole uh, organization there for a while with the Saints him and Drew Brees. So, uh, Pretty good. Their offensive line, I'm a little concerned with. I got them ranked number 11, but they did bring in this Powers and McGlinchey, so that should help them a lot. Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, comes back from injury. When he got hurt last year, they couldn't do much of anything, even run the ball or throw. Of course, Wilson was under duress the whole time, and you know he's a little overweight, couldn't scramble away like he was at Seattle. We'll see if he's in better shape this year. Unfortunately, you know, they do get the they do have pretty decent running backs if, if uh, that Williams can come back. Wide receivers are real weak and pedestrian at, and they're injured there already with Judy. We'll see if this Mims at rookie can be a, a good player for them from Oklahoma, I think I believe he's from. Uh, we'll see if the, he helps to their depth of the team and get them some offense, but they're gonna have to rely on Vance Joseph's defense to start and running the ball and then of course, Peyton knowing what to do in a key situation, unlike the coach they had last year who screwed up many situations where they should have won the game. So uh, they're going to have to rely on this uh, top rated, you know, one of the better rated defense 
to carry this team. The altitude, of course, helps them as well. And uh, they have one monster scheduling spot against them. This is one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. Week 7, they play at home against Green Bay, supposed four-point favorite. That's in between two games against Kansas City. They play at Kansas That's City right. the week before, and they play at, at home against Kansas City the week after. That's one of the better scheduling spots I've, I've seen this year. So uh, I'll be looking to back the pack there, and, and, and I'll be looking to, once I get to app country, I'll be looking to take some of that look ahead on that. I think I saw three and a half today, and I'll be looking to jump on that one. So that's one spot against them. As far as this win total and this team, I just can't see them do anything. But like we said, nine wins might be a positive year for this team. All right. Improved, yes. Okay. They can't possibly not be. I mean, that was one of the poorest displays of coaching. I don't know if it was the opening night on Monday night when you're playing for a 60-yard field goal when you got a full two minutes to try and get maximize the amount of plays you run or the crowd chanting on a Thursday night game against the Colts. Five. Four, like you're at a basketball game and they're helping the guy out with the uh, shot clock. I mean, embarrassing. All right, so yes. And Sean Payton, I grew, grew up in New Orleans. He'll never, ever, ever, ever pay for a meal or a drink in the city of New Orleans. I mean, and they had a lot of postseason, I mean, heartbreakers, or they might have got another one or two uh, Lombardi trophy. Get you, I get that, all right? But first of all, with the defense, how much were opposing offenses stressed and put in a position where they had to move the ball? Just play conservative. This team ain't scoring. We got a lead. So that is that that's part of the equation that I think skews some of their defensive numbers. The kid Sertan, he's legit. I mean, you know, he is he is absolutely legit. But I saw some warning signs. And it's it's dangerous territory trying to predict what carries over from the preseason to the regular season. But the first one. First of all, when half the starters are not dressed out and half the starters play one or two series, Peyton's got uh, he's got Russell Wilson in there for five series, including the last one where he went for a fourth down to get their only score of those series. In that game, Arizona is playing their backups. This is one of the this is the weakest roster in the NFL. They couldn't protect Wilson, so I'm like, what is going? Including Bowles at left tackle, which was a scary sign. Which leads me to believe that the Saints' offensive lines under Peyton always graded out very high because Breeze got rid of the ball. It's like, it's like Peyton Manning. He always got rid of the ball. A guy like Joe Burrow is forced to get rid of the ball or he's going to get killed you know, in his early career. And they're, they're quick out with it. Russell Wilson's not that quarterback. He's not a get-rid-of-it-quick type of quarterback. So I'm, I'm just thinking there's going to be some growing pains here, and I don't know if it's ever going to be comfortable mesh. And, Randy, he has not gotten in better shape. I mean, I, I haven't seen the guy running around. He's lost a half a step on his scrambling ability. And even in his prime, what were the highlights of Russell Willison? It was the extended plays, you know, and, and, and that. So, man, I, I – and Sean Payton's getting the second one. They thinking he's get the second most confidence he'll have the biggest jump in the NFL. That's telling me a little bit more of a consumer, a little overconfidence, maybe a little of value that I'm getting. I'm all over the under with the Denver uh, eight and a half. Pick it apart if you want, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, uh, Jimmy. I think you make a great case for it. 
Uh, I think Randy and I both agree. I think you agree as well. They can't get any worse. So no, it's going to no improve. Argument. The question is, how much will it improve? And, you know, one thing you talked about, uh, some of the numbers might be a little bit skewed for that defense. One thing I think we all probably witnessed last year, once you got to about game 11 or 12, I think that defense was so fed up with all this Russell Wilson BS, and they were carrying that team, keeping that team in games. I think they kind of went on a tank effort themselves. They were worn out. And, you know, you saw some shootout games with Kansas City, and that defense, they, they, weren't, they weren't the same the last you know, half dozen games of the season or so. Um, I think they put up a heck of an effort in the first 10, 12 games or whatever it was. But I think that's part of the skewing of the numbers as well. Is I think they kind of quit on this, you know, well, the, the, the prima donna coming in here and supposed to save the world, and, and they weren't too thrilled about it. Uh, the no, way it they, weren't, out. They, they, they weren't. Uh, he, he was at a different level of celebrity uh, to them. And, and, and no, look, it's football. It's a, it's a physical wear and tear. And yes, the more your defense is on the field, they're going to get worn out within the game, and they're going to go, get worn out over the course of the season. And then you're talking about once they're out of it, basic for all intents and purposes, they just phone it in uh, as well. And that was a team. Yeah, yeah. No, the, granted, a, a lot of those games were close. They were in doubt. It wasn't like you know a big chunk of them were. And let's not put too much on the Christmas game. They had to quit, go play on Christmas Day away from their families for nothing. May Baker Mayfield look like a million bucks. Let's get to the Raiders. And, man, what do you, what do you say about, uh, about the Raiders the last couple of years in the most adverse conditions? Man, they win all those close games and were more than respectable in the playoffs, had the ball in the red zone, trying to tie it up at Cincinnati, who won the doggone conference. And then last year was a disaster. Um, and so – McDaniels is back. Uh, Super Bowl, they're 80 to 1, which is 26th choice, and AFC 40 to 1, which is 13th. Six and a half is the win total. Of course, the biggest is Derek Carr is no longer here, Brady. Well, I tell you what, um, I, I think the Raiders are actually a little bit underrated. Uh, of course, I'm right here in Las Vegas, and we get to, you know, see a lot of the goings on and hear a lot of the news and kind of feed off of what uh, the culture is. And I think this, you know, conversion to the Patriot way is kind of starting to develop. You've got Tom Brady now as a minority owner. You've got the general manager and the head coach. And, and I don't think they're there yet, but I think this team might be heading in the right direction. I think Garoppolo is absolutely an upgrade. Uh, they get a great tight end in the draft. Uh, to replace Darren Waller, who was injured for most of last season. Josh Jacobs is back in the backfield. I think this offensive line we saw improve over the course of last season, even though McDaniels made some drastic moves in, in getting rid of some guys and whatnot. I th it looked like he had a plan because they really did get better. Uh, the defense should be improved. They can't be a whole lot worse. Um, I think they will be improved. Um, I think the pass rush got better with their draft choice this year. It was an awful pass rush last year. Max Crosby was the only guy there and uh, the other guy they brought in uh, uh, trying to remember Chandler Jones he didn't do anything he's got to be better this year you would expect um, they were minus eight in sack margin last year that kind of tells you how bad their pass rush was they were minus eight in turnover margin oh and five in field goal games four and nine in one score games they had bad injury luck that should all make for a pretty good positive return in 2023 and 
you know, it seems that the NFL just has it out for the Raiders year in and year out. Once again, they play one of the toughest schedules in the league. They play the second hardest schedule in the NFL. Again, if you base it on season win total projections, um, they also have a below average rest advantage. So they're not getting any breaks in that regard. Um, but I, I have not played it yet, but I feel like six and a half might actually be a little low for a season win total on this team. I, I think we talked about it with the Patriots. The general perception is probably uh, below what Randy and I feel about the Patriots. I, I think I feel the same way a little bit about the Raiders. I'm not going to go bet them like to like Randy did to win the division, but I, I could see eight wins for this team, and, and that's a significant edge over that number of six and a half. There's no doubt they were on the right side of all those close wins in the playoff season in 21 and just the opposite uh, last year when uh, they were on the wrong side of so many uh, so close games, minus, of course, you mentioned it, the Patriots game with Chandler Jones. <laughs> so, Randy, your thoughts on the uh, on the Raiders at six and a half? Yeah, they had a lot of close games. They lost. So they did luck out with that Chandler Jones interception or whatever it was returned. But that was one of the craziest plays in NFL history. But uh, <laughs> it was funny. But uh, we'll see what kind of coach McDaniel's is here. Second stint, second year. Hopefully, improve, win some of those close games that they they blew last year. You know, they they were decent covering the spread in some of those. Can Garoppolo stay healthy? If not, they're probably either going to probably go this uh, rookie O'Connell, another we talked about the draft. That could be an up, up and coming, a good draft choice as well for them. So maybe they made some headway in the draft where their draft picks under uh, Mayock wasn't so good. So uh, future looks okay. Their offensive line, I got ranked number 20, but they're better at running run and the run game than they are the pass game. And if they can control the clock there and Jacobs can have another big year and that can help them win some of them close games their defense their defensive line's got to carry this team because that's where they got their athletes their linebackers and d-backs are kind of you know so so at best from what I looked at so we'll see what uh, you know the defensive coordinator is Graham we see what he can do you know their schedule you know they got a later by uh, I forget what week 13 by We'll see what they got coming into there, but I don't have any preseason reads. I do have one play against spot last or second to last week of the year. They play against the Colts. You know, if they got something going on there, they're in between Kansas City and Denver. You know, who knows what kind of Colts team you'll get, but they play on the road. They're supposed to be a pick 'em game. You know, that'd be a tough spot for the Raiders to cover against the Colts going into that dome late in the year there and probably a Colts team and maybe Richardson will have his feet wet by then and playing some decent football. So uh, that's one spot. But as far as any preseason reads, it's just kind of a wait and see for me on this team. There you go. All right. So we'll see what kind of luck the Raiders get uh, this year on that one. That's going to do it. Uh, both of these guys will be with us uh, every week with their top three to five selections uh, in the NFL. So we look forward to that also. For Brady Cannon, Randy McKay, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.